Welcome to the Wretched Hive Podcast. I got a bad feeling about this. Moss Eisler Spaceport. What are you talking about? You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. This is ridiculous. We must be cautious. Actually, we're just a bunch of guys talking about Star Wars and other stuff. I'm looking forward to having some real talk with some real folks. That's good news. I like the sound of that. And welcome to another episode of the Wretched Hive Podcast. Joining me this morning to talk Loki, season one, episode four, are Dave and Scott. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Good morning. Pull the curtain back. I am on vacation, so my audio quality is probably going to be terrible for this episode. So I'll just apologize right away. I am recording on a pair of Apple AirPod Pros, so not the best microphone for me today, guys. Sorry about that. When he, he meant Apple cans. With a string between them. That's what he meant. <laughs> the string is, is going directly through my brain. Anyway, all right. Let's get into it uh, without uh, further ado. Loki, season one, episode four. This one's titled The Nexus Event. The Nexus Event. Um, and this one starts off with a pristine Asgard. We've got a nice shot of Asgard um, and where a young Sylvie is playing in her room or somewhere in her home with a toy ship, maybe in, in a palace. And, um, and Minutemen suddenly enter through a, a time door. Can we call those a time door? I, I read that others are calling those, and I wonder, that's, that's, that's a fair name, right? I, I, I've been calling them a portal, but I don't know, time door? I yeah. think it all works. Yeah. We'll roll with it. Yeah. All right. And if I'm not mistaken... Judge Ravona is one of the people that pick her up in that scene. Yes, you yes. are correct. She has not been okay. promoted to judge yet. Right. So at that point, she's one of the, um, shoot, what are they called? One of the minions. One of the. Um, she's a hunter. A hunter. Yes. Yeah. So Judge Ravona is among those that pick up Sylvie uh, and takes her uh, back to the TVA. And young Sylvie goes through, we watch as she goes through the new variant processing process, uh, the same way that Loki did in the first episode. Although the, I thought it was interesting, Dave, that in the beginning of, of the series, when Loki goes through it, it's sort of done with like a comedic element, but not so much with Sylvie. It's very dark. Yeah, I think that's a fair observation. And uh, I thought it was interesting that uh, I don't recall anybody in that sequence ever referring to Sylvie as Loki. And she's supposed to be a Loki variant. So right. I, I, I haven't been on the show for a couple of weeks for a variety of reasons. But I think I've shared with some of you offline that the character name Sylvie in the comics is not actually Loki. It is Loki's daughter. Hmm. Oh, Interesting. Which, I don't think we've discussed that. No, I don't which think which so. struck me because in uh, the second episode where she's where the Loki variant is bopping around between all of the people uh, and showing a lot of disdain towards Loki, I was kind of struck by, you know, that, that feels like the kind of disdain that only a daughter can show to her father, first of all. Hmm. Hmm. And well, at, at the end, that big, at the end of this episode, there's a moment where you think Loki's going to confess his love for Sylvie. And I'm, I'm kind of wondering, is that where he's going to be like, you're like a daughter to me? 
romance. I was going to say, instead I'm, of what we're expecting to be a romantic love, it's more of a familial love. I was going to, I'm glad you clarified that because I was going to go, this is going to get really yeah. twisted when I bring it up. Go, I, I don't think it's go, I, I was like, I don't think it's going Game of Thrones here, but I'm just, the, the Sylvie name is a character that is Loki's daughter, which I suppose would qualify as a variant of Loki. Yeah. But I just, it, it, it's interesting to me that they haven't actually identified her as a, a Loki name. And that's also significant when we get into the cut scene and the credits later, but I'll save that for later. Yeah. I, yeah. I want to, well, I want to bring up a few more things about the scene before we move on. But uh, one of them is, so we were shown, everything in the show is shown so far, what Loki, like Loki's point of view, Steve, you mentioned how he was processed is more to comedic um, uh, values or whatever, or, or uh, for, for those reasons. But when we see it this way, we are told already in the four episodes now, um, what like he purposely had a, a, a variant a moment where he skews off from the timeline what we see with the with sylvie uh i guess i guess can't call her loki or variant or anything but we've been uh, calling her sylvie okay um i think what uh what i'm seeing here is we know that loki had a purposeful moment he skewed off and did something on purpose and they're there to what do they call it um when they get rid of them clean it or whatever um oh uh yeah desensitize or, or uh, yeah I, whatever I it is but her moment she's not doing anything but sitting in a room playing so i found that very interesting because they mentioned that that mm. sometimes it just happens without their knowledge so here's this moment where we're seeing she didn't maliciously tear into this timeline she's just sitting there playing for some reason and they come in and snag her also one thing to point out is um, Ravona's number on her, her hunter number is a 23, which is seriously this. I'm going to get Mephisto on you guys right now because a 23 is a reference to Avengers 23, which is the first appearance of Kang and the Ravona storyline. Is that right, Dave? Can I call? I missed, I missed that. And I don't think it's the first mm. appearance of Kang. I think Kang appeared earlier than that. Okay. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to research that real quick for you. Yeah. So anyway, her call number on her, you know, you see them stamped on their uniform somewhere is A23. And I had to go look that up. It has something to do with Kang and Ravona. So I'm very, uh, they're, they're doing that on purpose. I think there's a big Kang reveal that we're going to be getting. It is a Kang and, and issue. Yeah. And not to get too far astray here from the plot line, but but since we're already off off the beaten path a little <laughs> bit, we've we've been referring to to Sylvie as the enchantress. Also, yeah. and since Dave has not been on the show, I'm 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 hoping that Dave can address that a little bit. And and Scott, can you just tee this up for him, and maybe Dave can comment? Uh, because because clearly Sylvie has been. Has shown has been shown to have these enchanting powers, and tried to enchant Loki to no avail because his mind is too powerful. Yeah. Is, is, am I getting that right, Scott? Yeah, yeah. So uh, is she it, the enchantress, or do we think she might be? I still think it's a blending of characters. But Dave brought up a good point, and I'm glad Dave's going to join in hopefully on this. But that character's name is Sylvie in the comic books, the enchantress, not the original one from I don't know the 60s i think it was yeah yeah but, the original i think i think her name is amara but yes the, the the sylvie the loki daughter character does go by the moniker enchantress right and, and that, 
Next, and Scott, to back up to you real quick, A23, Avengers 23, is the first appearance of Ravona, not ah. the first appearance of Kang the Conqueror. Okay. There we go. I knew it was something to that. Nice. Effect. Good call. Um, but yeah, uh, that whole concept of the Enchantress, the fact that they're using the word enchant so many times and how her character kind of resembles, you know, with the green and the kind of yellow or gold uh, costume schemes. Um, and they haven't really called her a Loki. So, and I think the newer version of Enchantress is one of the characters I brought this up before joins the new or the young Avengers. Yes. So that's, that's why I see a lot of things happening right here that could be potential, you know, things moving forward with the cinematic universe. I think the word we were trying to pull earlier was pruning. Pruning. Prune. Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Let's, let's jump back to the timeline here, guys. I, um, I kept thinking of trim the hedges of many small villages, and I knew that wasn't <laughs> correct. So. Um. All right, so young Sylvie goes through the new variant process. She got, she, they, they present her in front of the judge, but before she can be judged, in air quotes, Sylvie pulls a, a quick one, steals Ravona's temp pad, and hops back through a time door and escapes. Yeah. All right, so then, then we cut to present day where Ravona enters the chamber of the timekeepers. And by the way, through the elevator doors that you called out last week, Scott, um, the very, yeah. Now we're very familiar with those doors. Um, and um, we get a, a recounting of past events uh, that we just witnessed uh, between Loki and Sylvie. Now we're jumping to real time on Lamentus One as Loki and Sylvie are struggling to survive and sort of contemplating their, their, their demise. Um, They've, they've put their distrust of one another aside and they're sort of bonding, right? And their, their grievances are sort of left behind and they're facing their impending doom as these rocks and, you know, stuff are, you know, raining down around them. And um, Sylvie recounts when she was abducted by the TVA and sort of tells the story of, what, you know, what we just witnessed in the flashback. One thing she says in that, in that conversation, she says, the universe wants to break free so it manifests chaos. So these, these sort of like um, doomsday events she's suggesting are the universe's way of trying to break free from the hold that the TVA has. Um, you know, they, they're doubting their survival. And, um, and Loki actually says, um, Loki's may lose, but we always survive. And so meanwhile, back at the TVA, Interesting little Loki bit of... Is, Interesting yeah. little bit of yep. foreshadowing, by the way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, meanwhile, the TVA, Mobius, and team are monitoring the timeline, uh, trying to find uh, Loki and Sylvie. They've got the, the sensitivity cranked up. I think Mobius says something like... Hey, I think he says, turn it up to 11. Wrong. Turn it up to <laughs> 11. <laughs> if, they, if somebody steps on a leaf wrong, they'll, they'll sense it. And um, as a massive rock slams into the ground on, on Lamentus One, uh, Sylvia and Loki hold hands, and that creates a nexus event that alerts the TVA to where they are. So that is the title of this episode, yeah. the nexus event, I'm assuming. 
And, and we have to point out, it's not like, so I had an issue with this and I, I, I don't know. I can't say that it's an error on the show's part, but what we've seen already when she planted those bombs in episode two and sent them all throughout the history, all that's gone. All of that seems to have disappeared. Like all those chaotic moments in history. Now we're seeing one timeline again and this massive new Nexus event happens. And it's different than the other ones. It's skewing almost straight up and heading right towards the red line really quick. So there is a difference. And I also want to point out that when she says that uh, the chaos uh, and the universe and all that stuff, they are the gods of mischief. And I think they have been the terms chaos has been used around their characters and what they do quite often in the comics. And I think in the series as well. So I think they are the actual chaos that's writing itself. I'm going to say writing right now, because I think they're not the villains of this, either one of them. Got it. Okay. All right, so, so back at the TVA, so then Sylvie and Loki have been captured. They take, they're taken back to the TVA, and um, they're separated, right? Sylvie is put in one of the screening rooms. What are they called again? The movie? I can't remember what, what the name of the movie theater thing is. Oh, I, and, yeah. <laughs> and Mobius then throws Loki in in this prison that's this time loop prison well i i think he does an interrogation first before he throws him in an attempted interrogation yeah and and it is one of the more comedic moments is when they get separated (laughs) they only have two people guarding loki and he's upset oh that's right (laughs) sylvie has an an armada with her and (laughs) he doesn't have any security so yeah, he goes, why do I have so few security? This is, <laughs> this is insulting, you know. <laughs> so Loki's in this time loop prison where he's visited by Sif. Yes. Now, who is Sif? What, what, what relation does, does Loki have with Sif? Do we know first, Sif? First of all, yeah. Sif is played by, by Jamie Alexander. And she is, I don't keep a list of people I'm allowed to mess around with without consequence to a relationship. But if I did, yeah. she would She would definitely be on that list. Yeah, she's, she's pretty on awesome. the list. She's on the bucket list. <laughs> yeah, Sif has yeah, been in. A, very, very attractive young lady there. Yes. Sif's character has been in a couple Thor movies, right? She's part of yep. Thor's crew. And then she. And Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I was going to say Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. as well. So, Yeah. But she hasn't been seen for a while because she's been off uh, starring in some tattoo TV series on NBC. And I think that's been canceled now. So she's available to appear in MCU projects again. Okay. (laughs) But she was Thor's love interest for two movies. Right. And then mysteriously kind of dropped off the the face of the world because she was starring in that NBC series. Ah. (laughs) So do we... Okay, so so she's in this time loop with Sif. And Sif is complaining about her hair that he cut off do we know do we know what that that incident was or is it just made up for the for her to be pissed off about i i think it's just i think it's just made up because if you watch the first thor movie the idea of sif the warriors three loki and thor just kind of all chumming around together is like the ultimate you know party group that that's that's a subtext for all their interactions so it wouldn't surprise me if you know 
there's probably a dozen incidents like that that uh, Mobius could have picked between uh, Loki and Sif. All right, so Loki was just messing around, cut her hair off while she was sleeping or something, and to, to, that he thought it would be hilarious, and she's pissed off, and now she's just, he's just oh. on this loop with her, and she just kicks his ass every time she comes through the loop. Uh, and, 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 to quote Cartman, it's not his ass that gets kicked. <laughs> <laughs> but a bow. But let's let's throw this out there. That story is actually a real. Um, a real story that they're basing it on, not out of the comics, but oh. it's actually a, a real, what is it? Norse gods. Yeah. Norse mythology. It, yeah. So there is the legend of Sif and her okay. golden hair where Loki cuts her hair off. So they're actually pulling from oh. real history there. And I thought that was a really fascinating uh, way to introduce that into the series. So that's cool. Yeah. That is cool. So by the end of this, you know, at the end of this time, loop, finally Loki is, you know, apologetic and he, you know, admits in this another one of, you know, Hiddleston's quiet moments that he's a narcissist and he seeks attention and that's why he did what he did. And and he tries to make amends and she just, you know, she's not buying any of it. She just says, whatever, well, you're going to end up alone. And so she walks out. This is fascinating to me because he's put into a time loop hell. And he actually, yeah. if you watch the, the uh, terminologies, he says hell and it's spelled differently. Um, he shouldn't be able to break out of that until they get him out of it. So the fact that he is able to alter his own time loop should say something about what, who he is and where this might be going. I think that's fascinating. Also, with the was in- coming up, yeah. Yeah, I thought it was interesting that, 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 that Sif can interact is interactable, right? So it's not like this time yeah. loop that, that never changes, that she yeah. can actually react and she's got enough autonomy to respond to him in some way. It's um, like Loki's the- version of Groundhog Day. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> uh, so at this point, Mobius arrives and yanks Loki back into the questioning room or the interrogation room. Um, and... He, he doesn't believe that Loki has anything meaningful to say. Um, but and by the way, interrogations the co- are yeah. always going to go bad if you as the interrogator have predetermined what the results are going to be from the interrogation you're about to give. <laughs> yeah, that's a, good, that's a good point. You yeah. know, I'm like, well, I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions trust. and I know you're going to lie to me. So why are we even bothering? That's what I kept thinking watching this. Like, if you're not going to believe a word that comes out of his mouth, why are you even bothering? Well, but Just, also, I mean, at this point, we're, we're realizing that Mobius is operating from a foundation of sand as well. He just doesn't know it yet. Right. So, so at at this point, Loki flips the script and goes, Oh yeah, you know, you're right. I've been working with, with Sylvie from day one where, you know, we've been pulling the strings together and our plan is to take down the TVA, whatever, you know, and then Mobius flips it on him and says, Oh yeah, well we pruned Sylvie a while back and so she was useless to us so it turns out i'm surprised that you are the dominant loki in this in this you know act that's going on and he immediately sees loki's reaction which is one of loss like he feels like oh my gosh sylvie's gone and mobius sees that and realizes wait a minute she means something to you you're falling in love with yourself can you possibly be any more narcissistic <laughs> which i thought was funny too Loki falling in love with a version of himself. <laughs> Good stuff. The writing is just really great in the show. Yes. 
Yes, so this, this could have been called self-love and not a Nexus event. That's what this could have been. Or even worse, I won't go down that road right now. We need Greg to <laughs> monitor this. <laughs> oh, maybe that's it. Maybe is that what the kids call it these days? I'm yes. going to go have a Nexus event. A right. Nexus event. Well, I thought you were going to say, is this what the kids call it these days? Going to go, Greg, monitor this? Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, so finally, this this. I hope this, he listens to this. I really do. <laughs> what one of the hosts actually listening to the show, so they know what to talk about next time. Yeah. That doesn't happen on this show. Um, so finally, at the end, Loki comes out and finally says, "Look, here's the secret. The TVA is made up of your all variants. Yeah, all the workers, all the people are plucked throughout time." you know, to do the timekeepers, whoever they are, to do their bidding. And you're all pawns in this game, whatever this game is. And Mobius is kind of like taken back a little bit, still doesn't believe it fully, but a little seed of doubt is planted in Mobius's head. Enough for him to take action when the time and opportunity presents itself. Yes. And that kind of sets up the rest of you, the story. Is that, is this... Is this where he gets put back into the time loop again? While he, while Mo, Mobius is going to move on, right? And go, he goes and has a talk with Ravona. Well, first, I think we, we get, we go to Sylvie and, oh, yes. uh, and B15, I think. Yeah. Um, because we've got Sylvie interacting with the hunter um, who, Sylvie and Sylvie is going to be interrogated by the hunter and instead they go through a time door back to the parking lot of what's the name of the rock smart rock. Yes. Rock smart. That's right. Sorry. Yeah. I should know that one because that's no, it's, it's you guys cool. were sharing that it's a, it's a store that, uh, that has some meaning Yeah. in this universe. Yeah. See, I, before we move on with this and we got to get to yep. a certain scene I, there, I think all of this stuff, once they capture the two Lokis or I'm, I'm just going to call them the two Lokis up until now and a scene coming up is incredibly important. And I don't think we're getting all of the scene. I think that there's some, dare I say it, time jumps in here. There's something bigger going on that we're not seeing as a viewer that we might get revealed in the next episode or two, the last two episodes. So, and I'll point that out when we get to that moment, but it's coming up after this, when B115 or whatever gets revealed her real life at Roxcar. Mm. Oh yeah, I felt that a little bit too. Like we didn't see, so, okay, so let's, let's break it down really quick. Yeah. So they jump to the, the hurricane that's happening at Roxmart. Yeah. And there, Sylvie explains that she, she, again, she can't create memories. She can only access what's already there. And B-15 says, show me. Sticks out her hand, right? Sylvie takes her hand, and we don't see what B-15 sees. All B-15 says is, I look so happy. Yeah. And I had to turn on the, the words so I could see, because I couldn't make out what she was saying, but... Um, she says, I look so happy. And so she realizes that, yeah, I was human. I was not created by the TVA. I was human. I was on earth. I was happy. And they stole my life. So now what do we do? What are we going to do about this? 
and another great moment by the actress that plays the hunter. Uh, if this wasn't CG'd, they actually have a nice close-up of her face, and she's crying in a rainstorm, mm -hmm. and it's just like heartbreaking to see that in a, in a show like a, a Marvel show when you can see those real moments like that it makes it that much more powerful to me right so was that the scene yeah totally agree by the way her performance was great yeah was that the scene that you were talking about that maybe we will get a reveal later coming so up actually it's part of it but it's coming up B50. okay all right yeah. all right so so we, we've got that, put that on the bookshelf. Now we're jumping back to Mobius and Ravona in Ravona's office. Yes. And Ravona's like, okay, case closed. Let's sign off on this. And he's a little bit, he's questioning. He's, he's not quite with her. Um, you know, they're, they're relaxing together. They're having a, a, a drink after, you know, having solved the puzzle in Ravona's mind and she's clearly keeping some stuff from him and he can sense it. He switches their temp pads when she's not looking. She's putting something on the, the weapon up on the bookshelf. Yeah. He gets her to look to look away. He switches the temp pads and then leaves. Um and goes to the library where he can have privacy to watch the interrogation tape of C twenty. Um, yeah. That has since been pruned, I think. Yeah. Um, that he was told was unable to speak um, after being enchanted by um, uh, by Sylvie, and it turns out that it's not that she was unable to speak; it's that she was basically saying what Loki told him. Turns yeah. out, this corroborates Loki's story about humans being, I don't know, transplanted or stolen by the TVA. Um, and so this confirms that Loki's story is true. Yeah, and I'm going to clarify something. I don't know if C20 was pruned because she says died. Mm. So I think there is a difference there, even mm. though they're variants, and we know that everyone in the TVA are variants. I think they actually killed her, not pruned her. Because pruning okay, could be there's a difference. we don't know yet. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Based on what we're going to be seeing by the end of this episode. Okay. So Mobius is now understanding that Loki's telling the truth. Right. Yeah. Mobius, Mobius is on board now. And so. And this Mobius is the moment. Enters, yeah. So, okay. So Mobius, this is where Mobius goes back to Loki into the time loop prison and basically says, okay, we're on, I'm on board. I get it now. Um, let's, it's time to figure this out. Let's, 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 you know, go take on the TVA. And Ravona is, is a, you know, is on the other end, side of the time door. Um, the two confront each other and Mobius is kind of like, you know, pretending like, oh yeah, sorry, I picked up your, your, your temp pad and instead. I'm sorry about that. Oh, your temp pad is a different color with your name on it? I picked it up by mistake. I didn't realize. Sorry about that. Pad. And in what was the shock of the show to me, like even more than the the next one, <laughs> he is he is pruned. Yeah, they just he, she prunes prune him, yeah. and Mobius. That's and that's not a euphemism, kids. <laughs> it's not a euphemism for anything. <laughs> she didn't prune his brains out. She pruned him. <laughs> she literally prunes his brains out and the rest of him, 
and and Moby is just gone. Yeah. And and Loki is just standing there in shock, like holy shit. As was I. I'm like, oh my god. Yeah. Wow, that was a moment. That was, and I I've always been a fan. We're halfway through the season, right? It's six episodes, and we're in episode four. Yeah. I love when a, especially when a heroic main character dies about halfway through. I think it's so brave of the creators to do that, and it's such a great twist. I didn't see that coming at all. I don't know about you guys, but I'd love to hear. What What are your you, thoughts on that? You mean, you mean like when Obi-Wan dies in Star Wars and when Dumbledore dies in Harry Potter and the hero myth traditionally kills off the mentor before the final act when the hero <laughs> comes into his own? Yes, that's, that's very brave storytelling. <laughs> that's very different. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about to live and die in L.A., for example, when yeah. the cop dies halfway through. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the old mentor dying is in, in the, the hero's journey, not the same thing. No. Because uh, so I'm pretty sure I have a T-shirt that says, "Of course, Dumbledore dies, you idiot." <laughs> so no, but then in this case, I was—I mean, so did that take you off guard or no? You guys it saw did. It, it, it did. It did, and it didn't. It was shocking, and I just thought, "Oh, they might—they must have something up their sleeve." And then when we get to the second exciting thing that happens, I'm like, "Oh, here's what they have up their sleeve. Maybe pruning is not what we think it is." Exactly. Uh, yeah, but was anybody else excited for the fact that you know we have Owen Wilson in this series, and in yeah. this episode we got to hear him say "how"? <laughs> I just <laughs> I was waiting for a wow moment, and I never got the wow, but I got a how. So I'm super excited about that. <laughs> okay, I isolate Scott saying "how" like Owen Wilson. <laughs> Note about that. That Damn was pretty it. good. How? Um, All right. Uh, ew. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, let's let's move along. Move along. All right, we're coming up on our time here, guys. Yeah. Uh, all of my phone, my phone's doing pretty good. Okay. Um, all right. So, okay. So, back on track. Mobius is pruned. Whoa! Wow! That just happened. Yeah. Um, so now Loki and Sylvie are pushed through the, the golden elevator doors. Ravona is at their side. They're going in front of the timekeepers. This is like a huge moment, right? And so we get to see the timekeepers inside the chamber. We get to see these three godlike beings. Am I the only person who instantly, my reaction was, wow, they all look worse than Abraham Lincoln in the Hall of Presidents. Yeah. Well, (laughs) I would say one of them at least. One on the left when they walk in. I was like, really? Even Yoda looked better in Phantom Menace as a puppet. So. <laughs> I, I, you know, it, it's easy to say that, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. But I, I, I realized immediately something's off. Like this is not something's wrong here. Yeah, I couldn't and, tell what it was. And 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 in Marvel, when something's wrong, I'm on board instantly with, and that's a choice. That's a conscious choice and decision. There's a reason for it. Yep. Yes. Yeah. 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 So the three gods, you know, gods in air quotes again, begin to speak. And, um, you know, they offer a few words. And, of course, the big fight breaks out. Um, Sylvie and Loki are, are kicking everyone's ass, um, which I thought the, the fight seat was a little – the fight sequence was a little bit um, – felt a little bit truncated to me also um, here. Maybe they're just trying to get to the, the, the meat of the action here. 
and I is it Sylvie that throws a sword mm-hmm. and yeah. decapitates one of the one of the timekeepers and turns out it's a robotic android thing. It is, but again, point this out. The one that she decapitates is the one we always, always see Ravona sitting under or is always the main focus of any camera movement oh. is the center one who looks just like Kang does in the comics. So I think there's really? something... I didn't, I didn't catch that. Yep. That is, that is the main one. And I think that's going to be the reveal there is Kang is involved somehow with the being the master of these puppets and stuff and pulling some strings or a mortis or mortis. Maybe they introduce, maybe they introduce a mortis first and then that becomes the springboard for Kang being introduced later. It's kind of, kind of, kind of the same thing. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so Sylvie, so they're, they're just looking at this, like what the hell is going on? They realize this is a sham. Loki and Sylvie are now, uh, looking at each other going, okay, Loki, we're going to figure this out. And he, Loki, and I thought this was, uh, as he's approaching Sylvie, is a, he's about to confess his love. I, I wasn't thinking, like, you're like a daughter to me at all. I, I was, I think the way they set it up was a romantic scene or romantic love. But um, hearing what you had to share earlier, Dave, because it has me thinking about it a second time. But um, he says, you know, this is new for me. He's trying to you know, the, the feeling of, of um, that he's never felt before, which also could be uh, a daughterly or, or yeah, it, a lover child, also, certainly. Uh, and just as he's about to say, you know, I love you, I have feelings for you, Loki is pruned from behind. Again, uh, not a euphemism. <laughs> Again, not a euphemism. We're not talking prison talk here, people. Come on. There Logan were no bars of soap involved with this. <laughs> by Ravona. Yes. Um, Stabbed in the wow. back. Stabbed yeah. in the back. Yeah. And and um, basically cut to does it is it cut to credits at that point? I believe so. Yes. Pretty much. I think that was like the last thing we see, right? So I you. I, I don't recall exactly. I'm oh, pretty Sylvie sure pins down Ravona and she says, you're going to tell me everything. Yes. Oh yeah. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. And then cut to credits, except one final post credit scene, uh, which is very critical to this episode. Thank you for flagging that for us, Dave. Yeah. Just wanted to be sure. Uh, Loki, Loki awakens. Tom Hiddleston's Loki awakens in some sort of a strange place. We don't know where he is. Oh, no, it's, we know. It's, it's the ruins of New oh. York. It's New York. Oh, it is. Oh, yes. I didn't see that. Yes, okay. that is a broken, smoldering Avengers Tower. In That's the right. Thank you. Thank oh, you. I didn't see that. I got to go back and watch it. Yeah. He looks up to see what look like. Okay. <laughs> Please point out that there are four, not three, Lokis. Yes. All right. There's, there's three other Loki variants. No. Right? There are four. There's four. Yeah. Okay, where are the where are the four? Because obviously the three are standing very close. There there are, there are three humanoid Loki <laughs> variants. <laughs> okay. And there is a fourth Loki variant that is not humanoid. We're we're gonna save that. We're gonna go through the three humanoid ones and All stretch right, so this you out got, since your phone's holding up. Yes. Okay. So, so you got one that looks like a, ch- a child. That right. is, and from the credits, that's 
Kid Loki, and that's Kid an Loki. actual actual moniker for a Loki variant from the comics. Kid Loki. Yes. <laughs> okay. Then then you got one that's got a like a like a four hammer. Like a hammer. Yes. Again, again, not right. a euphemism. An actual hammer. Yeah. Made out. One hold that, on. The hammer's made out of a piston and a railroad tie. <laughs> <laughs> And then you've got one that's kind of more like a classic Loki. It is the yeah. first first Loki okay. appearance costume. It is perfect. It, and it, that, it's the Kirby design Loki yes. that you all know and love from like 1962, I think. Played all by. Right, so, I forget the guy's name, but I know who he is. I forget yeah. the guy's name. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm going to forget too. But yeah, that's, so that's classic Loki. The guy with the hammer in the credits is called Boastful Loki. Boastful, yeah. Yep, the one, the the one in the front, the, the kid Loki. That's kid Loki. But there's a fourth one, and it's <laughs> it's easy Loki. to miss because it's not humanoid, and you're so drawn to the appearance of the three humanoid ones <laughs> that you're going to miss that kid Loki is holding either an alligator or a yep. crocodile. I'm not smart enough to know the difference, and it's the alligator, an alligator and the alligator or crocodile. <laughs> Has a has a motherfucking Loki helmet with the horns on. <laughs> yes. You're kidding me. No. All right. yeah. I got to go back and watch it again now. Yeah. This is why we do this show. This so, is. Yes. Alligator so Loki or Gator Loki is the Loki. hitter, t the Twitter hashtag that you didn't know you were going to use this week, but the internet is all abuzz over what that means. Yeah. That's amazing. That yeah. is bitching. Well, you heard it here. And and and, 30th, and to get back and it, to get back to what I said earlier, 30th, this, I don't know. this brings up what I said earlier is pruning what we think it is. Is this something that just happened to Loki? He got pruned and got thrown into some weird pocket dimension where all the pruned Lokis are living. Like, is that what's going to happen to Owen Wilson's character? Is he in a weird pocket dimension where all the pruned Mobius or Mobii are living? Like, what? What actually happens when we're pruned? We think that you're erased from multiversal level existence, but clearly not the case unless Ravona is in on some master plan scheme and hit Loki with something that's not an actual prune. So or there's some. There, I'm just saying there's, there's where we, we thought it was absolute, like you're dead, and clearly it's not absolute. So I'm not sure that we've seen the last of uh, Owen Wilson's Mobius at this point. Is it yeah. some dimension where anyone that's ever been pruned? Goes. Yeah. Maybe it's not just for Loki, right? Ooh, maybe yeah. it's Limbo. Oh God, you're gonna pull Mojo on me? No, My Mojo. Mind. Mojo is not Limbo. Limbo is immortal. Oh. Limbo oh. is is. Yeah. Sorry, I thought you were going Mojo verse. I'm so no. sorry. <laughs> not going Mojo verse. I hate Mojo verse. If there's anybody <laughs> right, who's right, not gonna all go right. Mojo verse on you, it's gonna be me because I hate it. Hate, 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 hate. All right, guys. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna keep you. I'm gonna use my hands to keep you guys separated here. Stay, you know, quit fighting over Mojo and Limbo. My God, God, jeez, got like, uh, keeping kids apart. You know, Immortus, <laughs> but Immortus, the character that we referenced before, that for you know people who are not longtime Marvel Comics fans, Immortus is basically a variant of Kang the Conqueror who yeah. tries to become an, an overlord of time. He sets himself distinct and apart from Kang, who is a conqueror and is using time travel to help him be a conqueror person. Immortus is separate and distinct and occupies a dimension known as Limbo that is separate and distinct from time. There is Everything happens at once in Limbo. So, you... Everything if, happens at once. I'm just saying, there's no, there's no distinct time differences. Like, you can be in Limbo and you can encounter somebody that was sent to Limbo 
five years ago in your time, but they might be just appearing right now in that instance. Time doesn't have the same meaning there that it does here in our universe. So it, I, just, I just clicked on it right now while we were talking. If we're thinking that the end result of this is going to be Immortus, if we're going to assume that that's the big bad, if this is the fictional Mephisto, you know, yeah. of this series, as opposed to Mephisto in WandaVision, maybe that's where you get sent when you're pruned. I don't... It, Dave, hold on. With the Mephisto thing, I get it. It's funny because of how much we all got duped that Mephisto wasn't in WandaVision. But Kang is going to be the villain in... Kang. Kang is going to be the villain. It's just a question of are they rolling him out here or are they just, you know, seeding the ground so that yeah. it makes sense when he pops up and right. they don't have to spend a lot of time introducing him. They can just kind of hit the ground running like it's a Fast and Furious movie. Yeah, because we've already seen the city in Ant-Man and the Wasp, right? Wasn't... No. Yeah, it's, we, they we saw show... The, we saw the quantum realm. But, but there's a... Yeah, we, we see anything separate and distinct that was identified as like Chronopolis or anything like that. Okay, they didn't identify it, but you do see it. There's a screenshot that's out there that shows Chronopolis. In a city. A, a city, yeah. Okay, this is insane. Scott just sent the picture of the crocodile, alligator, <laughs> thing, whatever. This thing is nuts. I, I missed that. Completely missed it. I love it. I want one of those. I, I had to... F- I, I, I almost... I almost missed it. I was like, is that an alligator with the Loki helmet? Rewind, rewind, rewind. rewind. <laughs> wow. Well, keep listening to us, to this show. You you will not miss a thing because of these guys. We have some, we have Marvel Comics expertise on this year podcast. And I am so grateful to learn from them, as I hope are you, every weekend and every other Wednesday. Uh, here on the Wretched Hype Podcast. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Dave and Scott, for uh, joining this weekend. That was a lot of fun. Guys, have a great week. We will see you next week uh, for a proper episode of the Wretched Hype Podcast. Until then, this is Steve signing off for Scott and Dave. Have a great week, and may the Force be with us all.